Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to another edition of It's Still Real to Me. My pal Joey Levin is here with us as he every weekend. Zaslo Show 2.0. It's Still Real to Me. Wrestling podcast where we 
recap all the big stories in pro wrestling from the previous week. We, of course, are on the road to WrestleMania, and everything Zaslow Show 2.0, including It's Still Real to Me, is always brought to us by the title sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Anna Jordan Levine, Accident Attorneys. I mean, if you're involved in an accident, if you got a personal injury, you got to make sure you get taken care of. And the guys who know how to do it to get you what you deserve are at Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Joey, good morning. We got a lot to get to here today. Uh, I want to start off, you know, we've had some fun this week where we debuted. Hey, we're in the middle of WrestleMania season and March Madness. So that means we have the ultimate WrestleMania bracket challenge. We debuted it. You put the seedings together. We debuted it the beginning of this week. All the first round matchups are essentially done. There's a few hours left on a couple of them. Second round matchups will debut tomorrow. But let's go over some of the highlights. And of course, if you're just hearing this for the first time, You go to Ad Zaslow Show on Twitter. You could vote there. They're posted for a few days, actually. So you can go in my timeline and you could vote throughout the week, throughout the, you know, the next few days. And you could vote on the ultimate WrestleMania bracket challenge. We actually put, if you go back to the beginning of the week on my timeline, there is the original bracket, what it looks like. It'll be posted and updated tomorrow. But why don't you go over some of of the news and notes from from the voting this week what do we got yeah i mean i i think you know we talked about it when we put this out this is my seating i put this seating together quickly and i was wondering how the seating would look when the voting came in and obviously brock lesnar breaking the streak and andre slamming hogan the one seeds landslide no questions no questions and then the chaos begins we immediately have well, 15. I will tell you the one, because I had some people like, oh, my God, how is this or this seed? How is this or this seed? And look, that that's the beauty of it. I mean, that's how it goes. But I will tell you the one that I strongly disagree with as okay. far as the seeding goes. You had Macho and Steamboat at 10 seed. Ah, come on. It's got to well, be so I, much and I, Okay, but I can explain that. Because that's my, if, uh, And I'm biased there. It's my all-time favorite match. Go ahead. Right. Okay. But do you ever see that on promos? Do you ever see that in in like flash like any promotional stuff for Mania? Do they talk about it? Do, like here's the thing about it: when I I agree, it's it's arguably amongst a lot of people the greatest professional wrestling match of all time. I think it's the greatest. But at the time, it wasn't that kind of moment. It was a great match. It was a great match, and heart and big wrestling fans loved it and thought it was the greatest match ever. But it's not like WrestleMania moment. You think it's like, and also let's not forget, guys. This is not a 64-team bracket. This is a 32-moment bracket, so it's still not... I'm not saying it's like, you know, the 40th great. Well, yeah, if it's ever. number 10, it's not top 40. It's it's actually top 20. 20. Right. So it actually is pretty high in terms of all-time moments. It's just like, you know, it's not the first... Like, part of what I did with the seating was if it, if it popped in my head early, it had to be like... Like, Andre pops in... Getting slammed by Hogan, Brock. You mean honestly, Seth Rollins cashing in, which lost to Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels ladder match, which I was look again tough matchup, tough first tough, round matchup. That's tough. a tough first round matchup, tough. but again, you know that's because, a great, man. Do I love that Seth Rollins moment? God, that I moment, love that and, moment. And just from a moment, right? You were talking about, and we'll probably get into this on the show today too. How do you end night one and night two? The aesthetic yeah. of it, yeah. right? The aesthetic of 
uh, and we Seth finally Rollins. started to see that on television this week. What's yeah. going on there? Yeah. Seth Rollins cashing in and then holding up the title on the ramp after the greatest cash in in the history of the cash in. Look, the ladder match is incredible. But what I think I've learned a little bit from this is people have leaned a lot more into matches than moments. Okay. Because because Steamboat, right? Obviously, people were. I think I, I assume people would be disappointed about that seating with Steamboat and 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 Macho Man. And you know what? You know, it was. It was a great match, but not necessarily the best moment. Um, another one. Uh, where was it? There's a couple others matches. Oh, we have a tie. We have one that ended in a tie. So we have to figure out how we're going to break the tie. Stone Cold, the submission match. Give me the seed, too. Give me the, you know. Eight seed. Wait. So Stone Cold, Bret Hart? Yeah, Stone Cold and Bret Hart. Um, versus Taker and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25, uh, Heaven versus Hell. Wow, tie. that's that's a very and that's a tie. I believe that was an eight nine, but I got to double check the bracket. Okay, all right. No, so we'll have to come wasn't... up with a tiebreaker there. Wow, yeah. very tough first round matchup. Very tough. If you um, had, to, if you if you were voting though, did, did you vote on all of them? I couldn't because I posted them. Did you vote on on like all of these or did you? Just oh, no, that was an, uh, that was a six eleven. So I had so I would I would I did vote. OK, so full disclosure, I did vote and I vote Stone Cold um, Stone Cold Bret Hart. Yeah, I, I would have voted Stone Cold Bret Hart. I and mean, again, was... here's why. Here's why Stone Cold in the sharpshooter with the blood running down his face is yeah. a moment that's etched in my mind in yeah. re- just in wrestling memories for the re- like for me, it's it would have been like a top two or three moment. But like, I understand it's not necessarily a top two or three. It's not moment. about you. Is what it's not saying. about it's not about me. Um, but OK, but then immediately a 15 seed beats a two seed. What and, was that? I probably seeded this moment wrong, apparently. Vince McMahon screws the rock at WrestleMania 2000 beats the ultimate challenge. Wow. Crazy to me. Wow. So ultimate warrior beating Hulk Hogan champion versus champion title for title. It's the ultimate challenge. Yep. That that one was crazy. I loved when Vince used to do the opens for the pay-per-view. It's time to rumble. It's yeah. time for the Royal Rumble. I love when he used to do the opens. But that one right there, you know, if, if you're too young to, to know it or remember it, WrestleMania 6, the ultimate challenge, the stars are aligning. What That open for WrestleMania 6 is, I don't know, I feel it might be the greatest WrestleMania open ever. It's It's incredible. I love when Vince used to narrate, when he used to voice over the opens. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I'm, I'm not old enough to have watched it live and it's still to me, ultimate warrior. I mean, when I was growing up, ultimate warrior was my favorite. I mean, I love, loved ultimate. I was a Hogan guy. I was devastated when warrior won. I love ultimate warrior. Okay. And so the next one, this one was the controversial, uh, it was a little bit of a controversial one, Okay, but not a controversial necessarily, uh, result, but a controversial match. Oh, okay. I know what you're getting at. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. All 14 right, seed, ahead. 14 seed macho man wins a one night tourney to become champion at WrestleMania four beats. which by the way, if I get before you give the, the, the challenger there, I always, I always have very fond memories of WrestleMania four of the tournament, but most, most people panned it. 
Most people yeah. don't like, most people do not like WrestleMania four. Maybe it was just too long with the tournament. I, I have great memories of that tournament as a kid, but anyway. Well, I th- it also came the year after WrestleMania three, which and is the main that, event is yeah. such a fantastic main event with yeah. Macho and DiBiase. It's, it, it, it's a really great match, yeah. but it, maybe people felt shortchanged because Hogan and Andre was a double DQ. So, uh, you know, you don't, you don't really get, there's a little bit of a bait and switch there where at WrestleMania, you're getting Hogan and Andre again, right. but not really. Well, look, I mean, so I'll say, so. So who did it go against? Go ahead. Go it it ahead. went against number three seed, Eddie Guerrero uh, versus Chris Benoit at uh, WrestleMania well, no, it 20. Wasn't, it wasn't versus Chris Benoit. They both won their title Yeah, yeah that's matches. what I meant. Eddie, so Eddie they were Guerrero celebrating in the, the ring end, at yeah. the end of the night. The right, right, right. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, Eddie um, defended against Kurt and Benoit won the title from Triple H, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah, I was and, a little uncomfortable. You know what? I was a little bit uncomfortable with it. And so the way that I posted it on Twitter was Eddie Guerrero and bad guy celebrate in ring. I didn't even put his yeah. name, I just put yeah, bad guy. And and you know what? I only had one person who responded to it with, you know, that and look, they weren't upset or anything, but I had one person who's like, you know, you may want to take a look back at that one right there. And I obviously knew what he meant. So right. no one was terrible. No one seemed to be offended by it. Mm-hmm. If you are offended by it, I totally get it. And yeah, so. But I think for the people who are offended by it, by by putting that as part of it, I would say this. There's a video on Twitter of Paul Heyman talking about yeah. Chris Benoit. Yeah. And it was he was at some type of event where he was talking to a crowd and the cr- he Benoit came up and this guy in the crowd There's keeps some going, type my- of Q&A kind of deal. Yeah, and the and the guy in the crowd keeps going my boy, my boy, my boy about Whenever Chris Benoit. Benoit's name was mentioned. Yep. Yeah. And then Paul Heyman went nuts. He yeah. was like, "Why the fuck do you keep calling him your boy?" And he, he went really off. Mad. He went off. And he was like, "He's a pe- t- he didn't his what, you know, he went into the whole thing and it, but he also did say he goes as a talent Greatest I've ever worked with. I wanted him to main event the first ECW pay-per-view with Eddie. Like, he went into his career. He's like, as a talent, there's no question. As a person. So, like, when I was thinking about it, when I was including it, I was like, look, I get it. I know people don't want to hear his name, don't want to see his name, all the things he did. But there were also two people in that moment. And their careers combined in that moment was like a watershed moment for the industry. And if Chris Benoit didn't do what he did, this would probably be like a well, it was I had it as a three seed. It might even be a it's one seed. High. Like three is pretty high anyway. So yeah, I mean, but it was such a massive moment, like yeah. to have those two guys. And it was in the garden. Him. It was in the garden too. And have Vin- and in Vince McMahon's company, like it was just it was just. A, but anyways, that loses, so it's gone. So we don't have to worry about people being offended anymore. Um, I had shot. I told we mentioned Sean. Uh, and Razor beating 12 seed, beating five seed Debry, uh, winning. I so, WrestleMania 30. Excuse me, beating uh, Seth Rollins, cashing in at 31. Debry, oh, right. barely six seed Debry at WrestleMania 30, winning the undisputed title, barely ekes out Shawn Michaels on the the um, zip line. Barely ekes out the zip line. Okay, it's, yeah. Oh, ah! That's my Vince yeah. line when he's going down the zip um, line. <laughs> we talked about the tie. <laughs> Steamboat and Macho at 10 has a ma- has a big early lead. I think it might even be over over WrestleMania 1. Okay. So Steamboat and Macho Good. Man will will beat WrestleMania 1. Good. 
uh, 10 seed edge spearing Jeff Hardy off of the ladder is likely going to beat seven seed Macho Man and Liz reuniting. Yeah, I got to tell you, I know everyone loves that spot. It's awesome. I don't revere it as much as everyone else does. Uh, Macho and Liz reuniting after Macho loses the career match to Ultimate Warrior, which, by the way, phenomenal match. All right. Ultimate Warrior's two best matches of his career are against Hogan and Macho. Phenomenal match. All right. Great finish, too, where Warrior just, he really just obliterates Macho in the end there. Phenomenal match. And then the end where Liz comes in and tosses Sherry out of the ring and that and Macho doesn't know that where where did you come from and they reunite it's one of the greatest WrestleMania moments yeah. ever not even close how is this not a runaway winner I don't know. for Macho and we, Liz we had I don't know who the guy is that is uh I guess he's a buddy of yours who follows you who filled his bracket out oh, okay he had he he had Seth Rollins cashing in and Liz and Macho Man in the finals, and Liz and Macho it. Man, Liz and Macho Man winning. I believe it. It's an. He, he it's, posted it's it. He posted it on. He posted it on your uh, on your feed. Is he that my guy his, Billy? Did Billy? Th- is that my guy Billy? I think so. I, I don't remember who it was. I don't remember his name, but I'll, I'll find it. But he, um, yeah, he you retweeted it. He po- he filled out his entire it's bracket. It's a much better moment than Edge spearing Jeff Hardy. Off the off the ladder, it, it, everyone loves that spot. It's really great. I don't think it's like the greatest thing ever, and so I do definitely think do I, not think it's better than Macho and Liz. Do you think I seeded Macho and Liz reuniting too low as a seven seed? Yeah, so essentially you're saying it's top fourteen. You probably would flip. I probably should have probably, probably should have flipped that and Eddie and Benoit. Yeah, I, I'd have had Macho Liz top ten for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last one right now, which I, I don't know where I would have gone here in terms of upsets. It's not a huge upset. Nine seed over an eight seed, once in a lifetime. Cena versus Rock beating uh, Undertaker and Triple H end of an era on the same WrestleMania card as an eight seed down here too. What a card! What a what a night that was. Yeah, I got no problem with that. I'm yeah. good with that. I'm yeah. good with that. I just I think from a moment, I guess. The moment of Cena and Rock is is massive, but like the moment on the on the ramp with Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Undertaker, yeah. that that sticks out to me. It's like again me with too. the aesthetic, you're like, man, this is crazy. Me too. Uh, but yeah, that's where we're at. So I think we have like ten hours left on the last few. All the eight, nine, and ten sevens. We have a few hours left if you want to. If once this is posted, if people cool. still want to vote on those, so that can still be affected. But um, and yeah, we're gonna have to figure out how to um, how do we break this tie between stone cold the submission match and heaven versus hell how do we maybe i'll have to maybe i'll have to repost it and i'll say you know i got another few hours here yeah maybe i vote because i haven't voted you vote you you vote i haven't voted maybe you just vote on this one okay maybe i'll yeah yeah i mean you can't vote online so you could just say your vote now the the voting is locked okay let's do it so tell me it again let's do it right now it's um stone cold versus sean or excuse me stone cold versus uh bret hart submission match at wrestlemania double turn Versus the double turn, the no, no, it's break. WrestleMania like uh twelve, maybe it's like twelve. Sorry, I yeah, my notes are all over the place on this one. And then um, Brett and uh, excuse me, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, Heaven versus Hell at WrestleMania twenty five. Yeah, I'm I'm going. I mean, I love the imagery of Heaven versus Hell. Undertaker comes from below, Shawn comes from above. But yeah, we're, we're going Stone Cold and and Bret Hart. I mean, Stone Cold, Stone Cold was obviously you know super super hot, but 
he really became a made man that day. It's the the imagery is incredible. You know, when Britt Baker has the blood all over her face in in the in the no holds barred match with Thunder Rosa, we all compare it back to Stone Cold. When Becky Lynch is standing on the uh, on the steps with the broken nose that Nia Jax busted up, we all mm-hmm. compare it back to Stone Cold. It, it, the, you got the double turn there. Uh, Bret Hart, my all-time favorite. And, of course, you know, that moment right there with the turn of Stone Cold to Babyface and, you know, away we go. Uh, that That's that's the better moment. So I'm I'm, I'm giving that my vote. That'll advance. All right. Yeah. So that means that moves on. I believe – I don't think that was an upset. I, I certainly had that seeded higher. Yeah. So that's a six seed beating an 11 seed. Yeah. So that's yeah. fair. It's appropriate. Appropriate, yeah. All right, so we'll have the updated bracket up on your Twitter tomorrow, yeah, Monday, yeah, and then we'll open up the second round matchups too. All right, so and I'll uh, fix all my and, and for anybody who noticed them, I'll fix all of my typos that I have in the bracket because I have a few of them. <laughs> all right, so let's keep things moving here before we get to, to uh, some of the big stories in the wrestling television this week. I want to start things off with the Hall of Fame. Hmm. So we have the second. Hall of Fame inductee was announced a couple days ago. It's the great Muda. All right. All right. There you go. Uh, you know, old school, all over the world. That seems to be a perfectly fine choice. Now, we found out at the beginning of the week, it's Rey Mysterio. All right. Uh, well, actually, no, it was the beginning of the week before it was Rey mm-hmm. Mysterio. And mm-hmm. then this week, mm-hmm. you had all the stuff with Rey and Dominic. We'll get to that in a moment here. All right. But it had me thinking because you... You you were saying you think there's someone out there who's going to actually be the headliner that Ray is not going to be the headliner. I think Ray's big enough to be a headliner. Spoiler alert, I have some uh news on that in Big Dirt, not Big Dirt. Okay. So, so I, I don't I don't know if Ray's going to be the headliner or if there's going to be someone else, but nonetheless. You know, we do this all the time where, you know, how is someone not in the Hall of Fame yet? Is it this person's turn yet? Blah blah blah. I got to tell you, and obviously this comes from my childhood, so there's a nostalgia factor here. For the life of me, I cannot figure out how the hell is Demolition not in the WWE Hall of Fame? Is there is there beef there? Did something bad happen on the way out? How the hell is Demolition not in the WWE Hall of Fame? That's a disgrace. I don't yeah. get it. You know, demolition was they were they were WWF's answer. I mean, I have thought. I have a I have a one thought. They, they were WWF's answer to the Road Warriors at the time, mm-hmm. and they were a massive success, massive success. And for me, as a kid watching these guys, were unbeatable. I think they're three time WWF tag team champions. Mm-hmm. You know, they beat, what was it? They beat Strike Force, and then they beat the Brain Busters, and then they beat Colossal Connection. How about that? Right up the top of my head, I got the three titles that they won. Uh, Are you passionate about Demolition? I am Demolition! And I understand things went a little bit awry when they added Crush, you know, what are we talking, around 1991, because Axe really couldn't cut it in the ring anymore. And that's actually the same timing of when the Road Warriors came to WWF. So we didn't really get the dream. They were setting it up. But we didn't really get the dream feud of Legion of Doom versus Demolition. It kind of mm. fizzled out. And then I think Demolition's last appearance was maybe WrestleMania 7, and they lost. They faced a couple of guys who came over from New Japan, actually, and they lost. It was it was not a good match. But I, I 
Demolition, when I think of all-time great tag teams, Demolition is one of the very first that comes to my mind. What the hell is going on there? I can't – look, I can't – I don't know if I could accurately answer this for you because they don't pop into my mind immediately. But I'm also a little younger. By the time I was like fully cognizant of what was going on in WWE, they're already gone. So I I would say there's two things. One, like you said, they were only three-time champs. That's not a Hall of Fame resume, okay, if we're talking about accomplishments. Um, and they were only in WWE for like four years, right? I'll tell you what, though, as far um, well, I was going to say, you know, the Hart Foundation was inducted a few years ago, and remember that was when the that's fan more like came a, in. as a I guess that's as a tag team, right? Remember or that was that when the fan came in to attack Brett. I was there. Oh, and, and we, then we, Dax Hart we punched the guy. In yeah, the we stomach, were there. Me and, my, me and my brother and our buddy, we were there in Brooklyn, but, right? But yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah, but I think you're right that that's more along the lines of the entire faction. Right, which obviously played a big deal in the Attitude Era, because if you go back to the actual Hart Foundation, Brett and Jim the Anvil, I, I bet they only won it two max three times. Yeah. You got to remember back then, man, like the titles weren't changing hands every month. You know what WWE should do? I was thinking about this because you were passionate. By the way, I have a list of a couple guys that I think have a, a, a deserve it. Demolition, but, man. Um, you know what WWE should consider? Um, UFC, their Hall of Fame, which. I'll add is sort of a joke in itself. I'm not because sure they, I even knew they had one. Yeah, well, they just announced last night that Anderson Silva is finally going in. They've had problems as a company, so that's great that he's going to go in. Um, but it's it's a UFC Hall of Fame. It's not necessarily an MMA Hall of Fame, which people want. But anyways, because you know WWE's Hall of Fame has really become more of like a wrestling Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. UFC's is more. But what they do is they have like a they have they have different wings. So they have like the Pioneer Wing which is what Anderson Silva is going in. Apparently they have like the like more recent wing and then, but they also have the fight wing. And what I would do is I would have like a moments or like fight, like wing type of thing. And I would have demolition in for their longest run of all time until it was broken. Like that is something. Right. That yeah. I would... You want to talk about how many times they had it. I mean, the new day finally beat the, the their all time record demolition was that record holder for what are we talking over 20 years? Right, right. Um, and that's what I'm saying is I would maybe put them in that wing. Maybe. I think it's crazy. Don't you think they should have that, though? Shouldn't they have like a match wing where well, they can just say like, like there are people who have had some of the greatest matches ever, I'm sure, that are just didn't have Hall of Fame careers that you could. I don't think play. I look. I don't think I look at it that way because then like, you know, if you look at pro sports and you know, it's, it's kind of taking off of pro sports, but you look at pro sports. If a guy is an all time game, you know, in the playoffs, isn't getting to the hall of fame. Yeah, yeah. But it's different. It's different because um, they play six. Well, like in football, they play 16 games. a year. I mean, there's just so many like fights, like for the UFC, for example, like there's a, like one went in the last couple of years, like Clay Guido went in for his match with, I forgot who, but he like jumped off the cage. I don't I don't really remember, but like Clay Guida is not a Hall of Famer just off of his fighting resume. But that right. mat, that fight was like it was like one of the greatest fights you'll ever see in MMA. And I think there's probably examples of that in WWE where there's like like, I don't know, I bet like somebody like I don't know if it's like our truth or somebody probably had like a him and Miz. Well, I'll tell you right versus- now, our truth is one thousand percent going into the Hall of Fame when he's done thousand percent. 
Well, you know who else I was thinking about who certainly is going to be in is the Miz, right? So I was thinking about like thousand percent, but like Miz and our truth, awesome truth versus um, what was it? Rock and Cena, right? Like that's like a that's like a moment where Rock and Cena finally are they're they're tagging against Austin. Like that's but that won't go in on its own, but stuff. So who are some of the guys you have there? Demolition is always the one I. So obviously, I have crazy. Obviously, I have Batista, which we know he'll get in. It's just been situational, I think, with him. And again, more on that later in the show. Um, so I have four other guys. And then, and just from looking, Sid, I thought, I think, I think Sid. I saw that recently that he's not in, and it's crazy. Four-time world champion? It, like Crazy he's not in. Quint, quintessential heel of the 90s, yep. right? He's always in the top feud. With Amazing top look. Guy. Yeah. It's crazy that he's yeah. not in. Yeah. Um, Lex Luger, which I, I, I think maybe he doesn't deserve to be in, but there's something about Lex Luger. Whenever I think of him, I'm like, this was a top guy for a long time. Yeah, they may not be happy because the Liz stuff. Right. They, they right. may not want to do that. Yeah. Here's one that I thought was interesting. X-Pac, just as X-Pac, not as Degeneration X or anything like that. Like, X-Pac's resume as just a professional wrestler is See, that's interesting remarkable. because... Most of those guys who go in as a faction, NWO, DX, that kind of deal, they were already inducted individually. Mm. I don't remember if there are scenarios where the faction gets inducted and then one of the individuals well, I, afterwards. Batista. Batista. Isn't Evolution been inducted? Aren't they? Or maybe not. I don't I think they so. Were. I don't think so. Well, they should be, or they will be. So I don't um, know if they've done that as the order of entrance before. I'm yeah. with you on Xbox. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. But I he don't know if they've ever done it like that. He has so much, so much. Like you, you look at his career. He did. Well, you so want to talk much. about moments. Shit. One, two, three, kid. I mean, that moment. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the last one, Goldust. Yeah, but that'll happen. He's still active. He's still an active wrestler. You think you think he's going to get in? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I thought when I, I thought. That would be the controversial one, but you're the second person who's been like, "Yeah, he should be in." I think he's a lock that he's oh. getting in, but he, okay. he's just—he's still an active wrestler, so yeah. Okay, yeah, but yeah. so 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 is Ray Mysterio. <laughs> so. Yeah, but it, it it also seems well. Two things: one, it seems like they're using it as part of the storyline, uh, which is great. And number two, I don't know if we're going to get to what we were speculating about, but I thought last week, and we talked about, it, I thought they were going to make it a retirement match. Which I would still add think they it. might. I still uh, think they, they maybe might. they will. Maybe they will. And then that also makes sense why they're doing right. it. But right. uh, you're right about that. Yeah, you're right. And this is the first time we talked about this that yeah. we, they, they've ever done that, where you have an active wrestler going in. But yeah. Goldust, dude, Goldust is a lock to go yeah. into the whole well, thing. Because I, I also had a, I have a list of five guys that I look at and I'm like, how the fuck are these guys in the Hall of Fame? Let me you, hear want, it. you want me to run that real quick? Let me hear it. Big, yeah. bo- big Boss Man, which, I mean, I know he was a great character for a little bit multi-time hardcore champion come on um brutus the barber beefcake why hillbilly jim is in the hall of fame yeah coco yeah. beware is in the hall of I mean, fame great match with you know with the 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 are we allowed to say midgets the little people wrestlemania three yeah the yeah. little guys great match. um hillbilly jim coco beware and the godfather yeah Co- coco being in's tough man yeah. when did has, did coco ever win a big match can we be honest Coco I thought, that was, I thought the match. whole reason he was in WWE was to lose to people. He was a jobber, is like he, a glorified he, jobber. He had the bird and the whole thing, and people loved him. But like he did take the jobber. first, he did take the first ever tombstone. Yeah, where he almost yeah. broke his neck. 
So maybe, maybe Taker, maybe there's politics, just like Brutus being Hogan's best friend got him everything he ever wanted in wrestling. Yeah, th- those are those are some good ones. Who was the last I mean, one you mentioned? God, the Godfather. Godfather. <sighs> great character, great character. Did a lot of stuff. Nation of Domination, right to censor. Yeah, that's that's true. Nation of Domination, big deal. That's a big yeah, deal. But he was not a big deal as part of na- the nation. Right. He was obviously Comma. huge. As as the Godfather, he was huge, but like yeah. just a character, right? Like not. I don't know. Right. Those are those were the ones when I was going through the Hall of Fame. I'm like these are weird. Like there's other guys who like if these guys are in, you're right. Demolition needs to be in. Demolition, man. Demolition. And by the way, for people who are listening, I know one that has constantly come up that people like should be in the Hall of Fame. And yes, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Is Rick Martel? One thousand. Oh, thousand percent. Rick Martel should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, but you know, Strike Force. I think I think was he also NWA champion at one point? He may have been. Rick Martel is an all-time great wrestler, but here's the thing, and Rick Martel has spoken about this. He doesn't want it. They they don't put it because he's like, that's not my life anymore. Yeah, I have no connection to it anymore. Yeah, he doesn't want it. And it's it's like uh it's it's like a uh uh I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but they don't just induct people. It has to be like we would like this. Is this something you're interested in? Yes, I would love that. And then they work right. together with the rest. Yeah. They don't just induct people. And Rick Martel's name has come up before. So if you're thinking about that out there, this has happened. And Rick Martel has no interest in. It's also part of why Batista has not been inducted yet. He obviously wants to go in, but the timing for him hasn't been right. So he's declined a couple times. Going More in. on that later. Yeah, like he's just not ready for it. or you know, yeah. for whatever reason. So yeah. anyway. Um, all right. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. I want let's let's lead right in to to Rey Mysterio since we're talking about the Hall of Fame. I think we're gonna get what I give me what I want. I think we're gonna get to what I want, which is these guys are not going to touch each other until WrestleMania. All right, the whole buildup where Dom wants Ray to hit him. He won't do it. By the way, another all-time line from Dominic this week where he's talking about Ray being a deadbeat dad and how embarrassing it was for him to show to his friends instead of getting a Mercedes, his dad got him a BMW and it wasn't even an <laughs> M-Series. Uh, all, another great line from Prison Dom. So I'm wondering here, you know, again, we had a moment where I thought Ray was about to accept the challenge. Cause I would, I would never let a punk kid like you talk to me like that, but you're my son and I'm never going to fight you. Joey, how are we going to get 
the two of them in a ring at WrestleMania. Ray is pretty steadfast that he is not fighting his son. How do we get the two of them at WrestleMania? Um, I was thinking about this because you 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 asked me a couple days ago. Now, there's two ways I thought. One would be something involving the rest of the family, where Dom and Rhea maybe like torture the rest of the family and right. That's now. my only guess. Where it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna cut her throat. And, uh, All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, like th- there's got to be something that he's gonna do to the family if Ray doesn't agree. I think the other thing is it's not announced and it just happens at mania. Dom comes out. Dom is in the middle of the ring and running down Ray in at, at on that night of WrestleMania. Is there any way that Dom pulls some shit at the hall of fame induction? That could be it. That would be good. And so good. then kind of like a 24-hour advance notice, mm. we're adding this to night two. And I think he he can he'll involve Eddie. Is the um, Hall of Fame is the Hall of Fame Thursday night, SmackDown's Friday? Is that how it goes? I don't, I don't know how they're doing it this year, but but um, like let's say that's what it is. It's Thursday night. Dom ruins the Hall of Fame induction. And then that's yeah. how they add it. Could that, that be could it? Be, that would be very good. I didn't even consider that, but yeah, that makes sense. That would make sense. And like yeah, Dom comes out. You don't deserve to be in the same Hall of Fame as the guy who should have been my father, Eddie. Oh my like, god! You know, like so, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> so good. Um, oh my god! It's but so- that would make sense. Actually, that makes a ton of sense. Like I was thinking, my what I was saying was maybe like the night of Mania, Dom calls him out and finally says the thing that makes him snap. But the Hall of Fame thing is great. That would make a lot of sense. Maybe that's what they. Maybe that's why he's going into the Hall of Fame now. Maybe that's why they're doing it. Yeah that that makes so that makes a lot more sense. I don't think Rhea will be involved in it. She they need to and they did a good job this week with her and Charlotte. But they need that. They need more heat on that. If you know where that's headed. So I don't think she'll be involved in the Ray and Eddie thing anymore. Really. Um, yeah, the Hall of Fame thing. I like it. I think that's a great idea. I think it, it makes the most sense as of for where we're at right now. It makes the most sense. Hey, so before we continue on the, the rest of the big stories from the shows this week, what's up with Roxanne Perez, man? So uh, it seems that there may be an actual thing going on here, right? If there's not, then I don't know. I mean, now I'm not saying there's an actual thing that she actually passed out. No, that, that is obviously not the case. But I'm saying there may actually be a medical issue that they're they're now making this storyline to get the belt off of her because they're taking the belt off of her. Well, they haven't announced that. Right, but Shawn Michaels has announced, I have to prepare for the possibility, right. and they, they've started like a tournament. for uh, to, be in a, to be in, what, a ladder match, right? Something, something like, like that. that. But I, I think they're taking the belt off of her. It's either that or she shows up last second. Like, I finally got cleared. I don't know, but like, let, let me just say, the way they're doing this, I, I look, if people... If I'm putting my tinfoil hat on here, okay, the way they're doing this, I think Shawn Michaels is an anti-vaxxer. What do you mean? He's got, there's all these videos popping up on social media of people like passing out and things happening and people being like, oh, it's coincidence. Uh, I wonder if that person took the vaccine. And now all of a sudden we have Roxanne Perez passing out on WWE TV and a promo from a 
or a vignette from a doctor who's like, we've run all the tests and we don't know what's wrong with her. We don't know what's wrong, but there's something wrong. We've run all the tests. Her blood work looks good. It's, it's not this. It's not that. She has some type of mystery problem. We have to get to the bottom so of it. So we're taking the belt off her because of the COVID vaccine? I, I'm just saying, look, there was a lot of people when the DeMar Hamlin stuff happened that were like, yeah. oh, this Well, and that, especially because right? DeMar Hamlin was like, I'm not going to get into what it was. Okay. Right. So and then that's become a thing of like pe- young people, perfectly healthy people passing out and the conspiracy theorists out there are, you know, all trying right. to find for trying to place blame. Now, all of a sudden, we have this storyline in, in NXT where the champion passes out. OK, fine. But it's not from exhaustion. It's not from dehydration. It's not from anything. We have this this expert doctor. He's run all these tests. We don't Definitely know what it's expert. from. Yeah, we don't know what it's from. This is the story. The story is we don't know what it's from, but we got to get to the bottom of it. She has some type of mystery illness or mystery issue that made her pass out and she's sick. What else could it be from Sean? <laughs> tell us a what, leap. Tell that was what I don't know. I have That's no idea. Leap. I have no idea what's going on, but it's very strange. And I, yeah, I guess maybe you're right. I, I, I don't know. But when I saw that they had a doctor, so to speak, a, a, a doctor saying we've run all the tests, we don't know what's wrong with her, but she is not cleared. I was like, this is a now. This storyline's a little weird. We're doing the COVID, sto- the COVID vaccine. Well, because when it, well, because when it happened. It was like, oh, they're just reenacting Sean's thing from when right. he passed that out. But right. they're not, that's not there wasn't an expert back then that said we don't know what's wrong with him. They just moved on. Now they're keeping it going. So it's a little <laughs> now it got weird. It's like, what the hell is happening? So let's let's get to the biggest story of the week as far as WWE programming goes. We know where we're headed for WrestleMania. We're getting the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So we got two weeks to build upon the two of them reuniting on Friday night, Cody Rhodes, Co- Cody was the, the the mediator. He's been mediating that situation. KO, he as he's about to leave the arena, Sammy stops him, tells him he loves him, all right, and that he's his brother. KO, you can see, is very conflicted as he gets in his car and he drives away. And then at the end of the night, as the Usos are about to, they're, they're going to beat the shit out of Sammy. KO shows up. He comes behind them. He, he, he takes them both out, and wrestling, man. Again, one of those moments. Wrestling. And KO, yeah. and just, here's again why the little stuff, the acting, the acting has really carried the Bloodline storyline where, all right, KO clears the ring. It had been one thing for KO to just walk up to Sammy and they hug each other, and that had been great. But mm. instead... He walks up to he power walks up to Sammy and Sammy is taking one two steps back he doesn't know what's about to happen and then KO grabs him in a bear hug like Sammy taking the two steps back because he doesn't know what's about to happen makes the moment for me it yeah. made the moment yeah. and and again wrestling like you, you get you get the goosebumps I still, to me, it still didn't do to me my favorite moment in years is Sammy being accepted by Jey Uso at the end of War Games. That moment, that the hug, that embrace right there is my favorite moment in years. When, when was War Games again? 
November Survivor Series. It's November. Okay. That is my favorite. Oh my god, I loved yeah. that moment. But this was really this was pretty close. This was really good. Yeah, I mean, did it did was there? A, I, I, I'm just working something out in my head here. Was there? Did Sammy have a big moment in December? Because this seems like, like we're getting like the one like once a month now we're getting a very emotional, gigantic Sami Zayn pop, right? Right, Because we got it in January, of course. We got Rumble. We got it a couple weeks ago with Jay when Jay turned on his brother and then he turned back on Sami. But when when Jay and Sami hugged, that pop was ridiculous. Maybe it's it's my favorite moment in years. Like no, no, no. I'm talking about when Jay. Hugged Sammy on Raw yeah. and then turned oh, on, on Raw. Oh, oh yeah. you're talking about a few weeks ago. Okay, yeah. Yeah, a few weeks ago when Jay hugged Sammy and then turned on him. Yeah. That might have even been louder than when KO and Sammy hugged. But then, so every month we're getting like this Sammy Zayn, what's going to happen pop. And I'm wondering how long can they keep it going? Like how many times can we, what's going to happen with Sammy? And then in the end, it works out for Sammy or doesn't work out, I guess, with the J thing. Can I uh, ask you something here? Because it's fun. It's fun. And by the way, I was thinking about it when you were talking about Liz and Macho Man. Just like wrestling fans love a good embrace. Yep. Wrestling fans love a good embrace. You get yep. you get a, a, a long time away and then a nice embrace. Yep. You get a good pop. Can I ask you something? Do we, do we believe, does Jay Uso have an ulterior motive still i think we both agree that because we still haven't had jay and roman in a room together Mm. and that's going to be a thing and i do ultimately believe we're going to end with jay and roman in some fashion i hope so but i think we both agree jay is back in the bloodline because he wanted to protect his brother he pretty much said as much but do we believe that there's an ulterior motive where maybe jay is not quite against Sammy. Do you think there's still yeah, I think something there's possible. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because here's so. because, and I don't normally fall into this trap, but I saw some of it on Twitter, where people seem to think that when Jay and Sammy embraced, that Jay said something to Sammy in his ear before he super kicked him, and that maybe he said something like, "Yo, you got to trust me." You know, something like that. And I wonder what your thoughts are there, because I think it's pretty far fetched. I I don't think he's I I think he went back to to Jay, to Jimmy, because he's afraid of Roman and what Roman's going to do to his brother. But I think he's totally out on Sammy. And, and, And my evidence to that would be your grander plan, if you're Jey Uso, can't also involve potentially losing the tag team championship, which is what very well might happen. So I think it's a, I think that theory, that conspiracy theory is a little too involved. Yeah, no, I, I, I think there's definitely to your point. I think Jay certainly has a plan later on for Roman, but I don't think it has anything. I don't think it has anything. And, and, And I would go as far as to say, that 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 whatever he said in his ear in that moment was e- now there's th- there's two things that I think that could be maybe Sammy didn't know it was going to happen and and Jay told him in that moment like like I'm t- talking about like maybe it w- up until that moment because you know how we we talk about this in wrestling 
sometimes the wrestlers don't know what's going to happen until it happens. Like historically, we know. Oh, you like, just mean in actuality? Hey, I'm. Uh, you're about watch for the kick. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like one of the most famous ones. Hogan talks about it all the time. He didn't know if Andre was going to let him go over at WrestleMania yeah. three, right? Slammy. And they called. Yeah, drop the leg, right? Like he didn't know. Maybe it's possible Sammy didn't know. And then Jay hugged him and said, super kick or something yeah. like that. Or he knew it was going to happen and still, but didn't know how it was going to happen. And then when he hugged him, he's like, all right, kick's coming. Something like that. Like he, and he just didn't hide it well, or people caught it. But I, I think that's more likely than Me too. like, like they're going to go back and have another uh, tribal court where it's like, Jay, what did you say here? You know? Like, yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I think while I think that, you know, there's so many subtle things that happen and most things are done on purpose. I don't think everything means something. Yeah. Well, it just, I get why people think that because in this storyline, it seems like over everything has meant something, but right. this one, this one, I think you're right. is probably right. a little, is it like probably a step too far, but you know, who knows? Maybe it would be, a, it would be amazing. If like six months from now, Heyman's like, what happened in this moment? <laughs> uh, KO and Sammy WrestleMania is going to be great. So let's let's take this now into something that we had a conversation about last week. Sure. I have felt, I, I mean, I would say clearly we're getting that on night one because we're getting the other bloodline story on night two, main eventing. Okay. I have felt that we're getting the Usos versus KO and Sammy to close night one because if ko and sammy are going to win that's a great way to end the night that's a great way to send the people home happy that's a great visual to end wrestlemania but now you've had the rumors this week that charlotte and Rhea are going to main event night one which is what we thought the other possibility would be and in theory i have no problem with charlotte and Rhea main eventing night one but the thing is if Rhea's going to win, which I think most of us believe that she is, as much as people do like Rhea, she is a heel. And they built her as a monster heel. And so she's going to end night number one holding the belt and everyone's going to be cheering. Like, that's not the imagery that WWE wants when Rhea wins. They don't want everyone to be cheering. So assuming that 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 she gets the heel reaction they're hoping mm. for. That's how they're going to end night number one. I, I think it's a little bit of a mistake. Yeah. Well, did you see the Meltzer thing? No. Meltzer said on, on his last show that it's it's for political reasons. Because it's Charlotte. Charlotte. Or is it because they want just, women? They, 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 I don't think they had a women's main event last year. Um, so I think they want to have a women's main event. But I will say this. It hasn't been announced, but I don't know if you noticed. First of all, Wade Barrett said it on SmackDown. I don't know if you noticed that. Wade Barrett say? said she's main eventing WrestleMania. Well, he, he, like, you don't think he means that in the fact that there's like several main events. And if you win the Royal Rumble, you're in the main event of WrestleMania. That's possible. But then also on Raw, I don't know if you saw, there was like one of those um, Hollywood like um, commercials where yeah. they like, and Rhea was in one of them. Yes. Yeah, she was things, in. Yeah. Is that what it was? Strange. Yeah. I, I couldn't yeah. place it. And Cena's doing the, the voice. Okay. Right. And and he goes, is the pressure of WrestleMania? Uh, is the pressure of main eventing WrestleMania getting to you? I and don't think it's a tell. I think it's just about when I heard that, I was like, oh, okay, events. I guess. Maybe. I, I, I think it means there's several main events every year at WrestleMania. But I, yeah, but uh, but I yeah. mean, is there any way? Uh, by the way, 
Love, I loved the segment with Rhea and Charlotte. It, it was so needed. It was I so loved needed. It. I love. Can, can I be honest? I was starting to get real down on this this build. I was starting to get because and and part of it I think is because the first interaction. Remember, the first interaction between these two was Dom, and yeah. Dom was interacting with Charlotte. And I'm like, okay, now this is fun. Now this is a way to get people to hate Rhea. Um, and then they, they well, and it's a way to, and it's a way to, you know, build Charlotte into the baby face. Because right. I, I overall look, I love her. I think she's the greatest female wrestler ever, but I think she kind of stinks as a baby face, yeah. but, but that's a good way to, to build her up in that fashion. But their, their verbal interactions since then have been pretty underwhelming to me. Um, I well, don't someone think they... pointed that out to me on Twitter too. Like, I'm not feeling it. You know? And I, I said to him, I go, listen, we got three more SmackDowns until WrestleMania. They're going to be just fine. Yeah. Well, last two nights ago. And oh, then two okay. more weeks. Got, oh, you're saying when when you said that? Yeah, this was a couple days ago. Someone said to me, I'm like, listen, we have three more SmackDowns. Like, they're going to be just fine. I think in your scenario where she's getting booed, in one of these next couple, they need to have her beat the dog shit out of Charlotte. Like, they need to do something where she is... Like the the biggest, like dirty though, like not even not even like chairs and and kendo sticks and tables and they need to they need to build some sympathy for Charlotte. Maybe like, they do it next week and we don't see Charlotte again till WrestleMania. Maybe they need to build some type of sympathy because Rhea is a badass and she mm-hmm. should be a monster heel, but she is so good and people do like her so much and she's just like. This this pro even before the segment this or even before their brawl this week, which I thought really starts to elevate this. It was this a build. real good brawl. Real her good promo. Brawl. I didn't like her promo though. I need to win the title. No, you don't need to win the title. You just need to be a badass. Like like if you're gonna make her into this scary heel who can beat the greatest ever, it shouldn't be about like how badly she needs to win the title. It should just be about how badly she needs. I need to be popular. What did she say? I need to be um. Feared? Something no, like that. it wasn't feared. It was like, like I need to be a big deal or so. I don't know. She was is basically essentially saying like I need to be a star is what she said. Like, why you like why do you need to be a you're you're a heel? You're a heel. Tell you, you a good need, good way why for her. Why does the heel or unless it's a double turn at Mania or so, of some sort? Nah, which I hope not. I hope not. But a good good way though the, to continue building that heat. You got to bring Rick into the equation. You talk shit about Rick. Oh, or she beats the shit out of Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Bring Rick into the equation. That's a good way. It's always a good way. Good yeah. way to build up. Nobody's going to like that. That's a good way. If if you, if you get Rick and They got to do something. They got to do something because right now she's not heelish enough to, like you said, be booed at the end of winning that match. Like right now people are going to, she. if this match was this weekend and she wins, they're cheering. They're going to love it. Right. So they got they got two weeks to do something to make her into the absolute like not just a badass because she is a badass a heel like yeah a true she's got to do something crazy and maybe it's maybe Flair is the way yeah yeah that makes sense uh Brock and Omos what did you make what you make I love it I'm I love everything you about said, it I'm glad you said I love that man I'm glad you said that because I really think so many of us are uh, and I say us I just mean wrestling fans. We're too quick to look at it like, oh, Omos sucks. This match. I did the sucks. same thing. I did it too, but I love it. Nobody wants it, and it's like, can, can we can we give it a chance? You know, can we give it a chance? And Brock, by the way, is magic. So if Brock is invested Everything. in it, can we trust that Brock? Uh, if you want to believe the reports that Brock refused to work with Bray Wyatt, but he chose Omos instead, can we give Brock a little bit of credit that maybe this is something that he's invested in? Okay, fine. And and here's I saw this a couple of days ago because I've been 
I wouldn't say that I've been in on Brock and Omos from the get-go, but I've been willing to give it a chance from the get-go for sure. And I saw this a couple days ago where Undertaker was quoted talking about Omos. Loves him. Yeah. Loves him. And I'm he like, to be booked as, he said he needs to be booked as an attraction. And I'm like, you know what? If the goddamn Undertaker is telling you he likes Omos and he thinks this is going to wind up heading in a good direction, can, can we trust the Undertaker's opinion for a second? You know, can we give it a chance? I actually don't think Omos is bad. And I actually, for, for a guy his size, he moves well in the ring. He's not terrible for a guy his size. I just think until now, when Vince was in charge, he was booked terribly. And people, he, he became like a joke. Like he was just another big guy that Vince was throwing in our face. I do think he's pretty good. And on the Brock thing, I think, like you said, we are all very quick to like be like, oh, this almost sucks. But I also think it was like the thing that wrestling fans, including myself, do where it's like Brock's too important to have a match like this. Well, it's wrestling. You know, they make it as important or not important as they want. Like you're and nuts like, if you don't think Brock's going to make this a good match. You're nuts. Well, and that's what, and to your point, Brock is so damn good yeah. at everything he does. And by the way, like I, I've said this, this current version of his character is my favorite that I've ever, that he's Cow- ever had. Cowboy Brock? Cowboy Brock is my favorite Brock Lesnar character, which I really guess him. is only, which is, which I guess is really the only, the second version that we've ever no, had. No, there's been three. There, there's the next big deal. There's the, the next big thing, the Beast Incarnate. And now right, Cowboy yeah, Brock. Right, right. Cowboy Brock, Cowboy Brock is my absolute favorite. Um, And yeah. I love it. I love it. I love everything about it. I know how, there was some how about people, the size how, difference between the two of them? Holy! How about shit. how about the shot that they do when Omos Omos comes out with MVP behind him and they shoot it from the bottom up? Of course. So you see how much bigger Omos is than MVP. Right. It's jarring. Yeah. It is a crazy shot, but yeah, he is. I can't. I want to see him take the German suplex. I'm not even worried about the F5. I want to see him take the German. Yeah, the whole, like, part of the attraction is, can Brock get him up? It's, I yeah. I think it's going to be cool. I'm into it, man. Yeah, and it won't be long. It's not going to waste That's a ton a of time. That's a five-minute match. I'm good with it. It's a five-minute match. And it'll be match. good. And Brock will sell the hell out of whatever yeah. Omos does to him, because that's what Brock does. He's love so it. good. For all the things people it. don't get credit for, I mean, he does not get probably nearly enough credit for how well he sells his matches, at, at, you know, hit, sells the bumps that people give him in his matches. He's always been great with that. We got Edge and Finn Balor, Hell in a Cell. I think that's exactly what Triple H wanted when he got rid of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Hell in a Cell should be used for special attractions. Blow-off matches. Back here at WrestleMania, that's certainly a blow-off match. I think the question is, though, because Finn Balor, he he gave the hint, or we get the demon. He's I've been to hell, and it couldn't handle my demons. I think we're getting the demon. Yeah, I think that's got to be what that meant, right? Yeah. It's got to be, got to be. Now, the question that was posed to me is, do we get Brood Edge to go up against Demon Finn? Or is that too gimmicky? No, I don't think it's too, it's WrestleMania. I don't think it's too gimmicky at all. Yeah. I, I, don't, get, I don't think Finn so comes out as the Finn comes out as the demon and everyone's like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then and then Edge comes up from the thing. And Edge did do that, by the way. I forget what yeah, match he did it was. It. Yeah, he did it a while back. Yeah. But a couple years ago. Yeah, I I hope that's what they do. I hope so. That'd be cool. That'd Shout be out to Gangrel. Shout out to Gangrel, CCW. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna that's gonna be a fun match. And good. And then it'll be done and they can yep. both move on. That, yep. that I'm good with that. That's Finally, good. one more from WWE here before we get to Dynamite. So we got a three-way. Which I think is going to be a, a show stealing kind of match. Gunther is, you know, 
we were wondering, all right, you got to find a way to to make it a three-way. You got McIntyre and Sheamus with the dual pins last week. And now this week, they're going to fight one-on-one. You end up being like, uh, what was it, a no contest where they both knocked out? Was that what it ended up being? This week, I think it was about to be, and then didn't Gunther send them send the other guys down? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so now we got a three way, even though Adam Pierce is derelict of his duties. And so we yeah, have a we have team. a three way, which is uh, just a lock to be a match of the night candidate. It's going to be so good. I'm very into this match. Very into it. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't really have a ton to add, just because we knew this. The question wasn't whether we were getting this; it was how were they going to do it with this there are so many different ways too that they can go they could keep the belt on gunther and continue this streak and this prestigious intercontinental title they could give the belt to sheamus and he has that huge wrestlemania moment he can he completes the grand slam they could put the belt on mcintyre and then okay gunther he winds up moving on to maybe challenging cody if that's the way they go and you keep drew and sheamus going because sheamus is angry you know i wanted this and you took it I mean, right. you could see any of the three guys winning this match and go any direction. I Love yeah, it. I agree. I agree. I I wouldn't be overly shocked if Gunther moves on, but also he could keep the Intercontinental title for yep. ten years. As far as I'm concerned, yep. he's so good in this role, and it's been a. I think it's you know, there's been guys who come along and it's like oh, they're a really good Intercontinental run and this and that. But I think like he's so good and he's such a star. That if you want to keep that belt important, maybe you do keep it on him for years mm-hmm. and just you make it as big as the even the world title in, in some respects because it becomes what it once was, which was the workers' title. Like he's the ring general, and no one can beat him because he is the best worker. And maybe you maybe you go that way. I Look, mean, he it, had that I, NXT I be UK that. title for Ever. like two years, two and a half. And that was when he was still fat. Yeah. Amazing. All right, so let's move on to Dynamite, which I was looking forward to all week. What the hell is a rebar mitzvah? So for folks who are listening, both me and Joey are both Jewish, all right? And I'm I'm so excited for what they're going to do here, and I don't know what it is. And we're starting the show with the rebar mitzvah, and my older son says to me, he goes, are they going to do the horror? And then all of a sudden... (laughs) You got the horror music that pops off. But before that, you notice, so not only is MJF wearing a yarmulke, but instead of the scarf, he's wearing talit. So he's got a, he's in full on. Did did you also see they showed like backstage footage? He did the whole He's trapping to fill in before the show backstage. I mean, you've never seen more Judaism on a professional wrestling broadcast. It was Maybe on outrageous. national television. Maybe on national television. Certainly on live national television. It was outrageous. And this segment, as good, as, as fun as you hoped it would be, it was an even better. I thought it was fantastic. It was it, it was silly, obviously. And I, I you didn't know what to expect with it. And I loved every second of it. Which, of course, then culminates in, um, by the way, my younger son, can't, my 11-year-old, cannot stop repeating the line that MJF lost his V-card at his bar mitzvah. He, <laughs> he, cannot, he cannot give that up. And he asked me yesterday if I think he'll lose his V-card at his bar mitzvah. I say probably not. But yeah. then you get uh, what ends up being 
a, a silly, really fun segment, the rebar mitzvah, gets interrupted by, you know, the three other pillars of yeah. AEW. I thought this segment, Joey, was awesome. I thought it was great. Um, I'm, I will be interested just when, as we move forward, how many times you're going to use Y'all got me Meshuggah up in this bitch. Oh, my God. It was so good. <laughs> I was like, what the? It's so what good. What is happening? Um, this program is going to be awesome. The matches are going to be great. Uh, actually, my biggest takeaway from the one after the bar mitzvah, which was absurd and just still crazy that that took place on crazy. live television. Crazy. My biggest takeaway from the four of them in the ring was Darby Allen not being terrible talking like he's not a bad speaker. Um, and I thought some of the things he said were pretty interesting about guys in the back, not wanting to be here. And this is the only place for me. And I think a lot of people think that that was in reference to MJF and the bidding war of 2024. But I think he was taking shots at backstage from what I would re- like. I think he was taking some shots there, but I think Darby's really- the next challenger. I, I, well, I think it's going to be a four. I think it's going to be a four-way match. Oh, they're I not going to do like a three-way, and the winner, is, you know, gets MJF. I guess you. Yeah, I guess that could happen too. I, so I that's guess what they do. I think I it's Darby. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Although they have been the, the, all, the entire thing with Jungle Boy this year has been I'm winning a title this year, and like, and, and he's shifting more to being Jack Perry than Jungle Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How about Sammy Guevara? Sammy Guevara was cutting that, that was babyface promo. Sammy Guevara yeah. was cutting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I thought it was really interesting the way he said uh, I was brought into the inner circle to be, or I was brought in to be uh, the guy who does uh, the crazy Jer- stuff, takes Jericho's the bump, Jericho's bump guy. And yeah. I, I thought it was interesting that he even named Jericho in that. Which you know, um, he's not great on the mic, but he did a pretty good job. I mean, I, I honestly, the three of them now. Every time MJF talks, it's like this guy's just in another class from these other three. Not as a wrestler, just as a speaker. Like they all do their their parts, and then he jumps on. And you're like, okay, well, this is why this guy is the top guy in wrestling right now. It was cool though when he said, "What do you got? What do you all want?" And then at the same time, they all say, "I want a title shot." Yeah, no, it was very good. I, I, I think we're gonna get a bunch of, and it's you know what else is good about it is there they only have the four pay per views. There's a long time till I think the next one is all out. Right? Um, I'm not know. positive. There's a long time, but there's so many different variations of matches you can go now with this to figure out what's gonna happen. Right? You have all the different singles matches. You could do tag matches because. I do think in the end, Sammy was more heelish. He was cutting a babyface promo, but I think he attacked Darby, I think, or, or Jungle Boy. So I think Sammy will still be the heel. So you could do MJF and Sammy versus the, the faces. You can do all different types of singles matches. So you have a lot that can get you to whatever the yeah. next title match is at the yeah. next pay-per-view. So it's good. It's not one of these things where like we have to watch Daniel Bryan fight for three months and the same match over and over leading up to MJF. Like now we have options here, which is fun. So uh, what, what the only thing that, you know, we, you can make the case could have topped that came at the end of the show. So house of black was awesome. I'm just there. They're so good. So that was, that match was awesome. They're kicking the shit out of everybody, but overshadowed a little bit by the image at the end of the night. All right. So, 
Blackpool Combat Club, a bunch of assholes, these Blackpool Combat Club guys are. Such assholes. Assholes, man. So they're about to, they're ganging up on, on Hang, they're about to go after Hangman. And who's got Hangman's back? Who comes up right behind him is the Elite. And now you got a stare down between Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite who have Hangman's back. That shit was cool. It was great. But they, I'm, I'm trying not to be negative because I love where this is all headed. They totally blew the timing on the end. They totally, totally wow. blew the timing. We didn't get we. They went to black before Hangman turned around. Uh, oh, we yeah. didn't hang. We didn't get the moment where Hangman realizes that his friends had his back. We didn't get that moment. Like yeah. that's the moment. Like it's very cool that they were there, but also Hangman. All we went off the air with Hangman being like, "Come on, come on," and then he's like about to turn, and then they go to black because of timing. We didn't. We didn't get the moment. It's, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I'll, I'll let you behind the curtain here for a second. I didn't even get to notice that because I'm not watching it live. I'm watching it on my DVR and the DVR cut off at that uh... moment. It says, do you want to delete? Yes or no? So I didn't get, like, I figured, all right, there must be like another minute that I'm not getting. So I didn't yeah. even get to notice what you're noticing right now. Yeah. I, I look, I thought the whole thing was good. I just that they really blew the timing on that because that was the moment you need like because now you're going into next week. Does that does Hangman Page even know that they're there? Does what how did it turn out? You you needed that moment where he turns around and he's conflicted because that's his whole thing, right? He's the conflicted emotional cowboy. Like you need the moment where he turns around and he sees that his friends are there and it's like, huh, am I with them or am I with that? But we didn't really get it, which right. you know, they'll figure it out. Um yeah, no, it's, it's great, and I and I, I'm I'm you know I, I'll be really interested to see where this all heads next. Lastly, here on Dynamite, is Ty Valkyrie the one who ends the streak? I don't think so, but it'll be a good. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. Um, I hope not. I mean, look, Ty Valkyrie is a good name. That's it's not terrible if she's the one that ends it, but I hope not. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think she will. But she's really good, um, and and also. Face to face, she's almost as big as Jade Cargill. She's a big girl. Yeah. Um. So it's it'll be good matches, and it's just fun to see Jade Cargill finally like just have she's gonna have a program against like a legit yeah. wrestler, not yeah. a bunch of indie like squash matches. So yeah. that's that was what made me excited. I, I thought it was cool. It was very clear when she came out to the ring to fight some random jobber that something more was gonna happen, right? And like I. Wait, I was wondering, like, this is the Canadian wrestler. Like, we're, we're actually getting the local independent Canadian wrestler is the one that's yeah, facing I, her. I, immediately, I was like, there's no way they made a big deal about the Canadian Open yeah. Challenge, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, this will be a good one, but I don't think she's the one. Um, can I point out one thing? Can yeah. I ask you one question here? Yeah. And, and then we'll do Big Dirt. Um, uh, I want to get some corrections before that. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Go um, the outcasts, who I hate, I think everyone hates. <laughs> well, which that's actually, okay. That's which is actually, right. I guess, what the whole point yeah, is, man, right? That's, yeah, man. Yeah. So they they have they attacked they were in the ring Hater and and uh, Britt come out they beat them up Willow Nightingale Sky Blue and Riho come out for the save right so there's five homegrowns there's three outcasts the Bellas are officially out of WWE now we saw all this right. stuff they're, all they're not Bella anymore they're back they're now Garcia could they come in to AEW to be outcasts. Would that be weird for them to be outcasts? That would be a massive. Oh no, it wouldn't be would, weird because the crowd would hate them, and that's exactly would, what you're going for. 
Yeah, but I, by the way, I would also I would make the argument that if they showed up in AEW, it'd be bigger than basically anybody who's shown up in AEW so far, including men, including men. The crossover, they're bigger, they're bigger stars but than CM all. CM Punk the... showed up in AEW. Yeah, but yeah, but CM, yeah, but CM Punk doesn't have television shows on on E. Like they're they're not at the Nick. He's not the Nickelodeon. Oh, Choice you Awards. mean from a mainstream perspective? I just mean from eyeballs. Like it would be huge for them to leave, and they're they're WWE Hall of Famers. I mean. Gotcha. It would be, I mean, CM Punk was a big moment for the wrestling world. I just mean, if they showed up in AEW, whoa, man, that would be a huge coup for them, I think. Let me, uh, let me give you some stat corrections here from our man, Victor. Our man, Victor Boreto, he's a great listener. He sends in stat corrections for us. Number one, the first thing I want to say is, uh, shout out to Victor. Uh, he's in a tough spot right now. He sent me a message a couple of days ago. He had to put down his dog yesterday. All Man, right. Sorry. And, and that's obviously, you know, if you've ever been through that, there's nothing you could say to anybody that's going to make them feel better. It's, it's just, it's the worst. Uh, it's a terrible, terrible thing you have to do. And so shout out to Victor feel really terrible about that. Um, yeah, that there, there's nothing really otherwise to say, but we're thinking about you, pal. All right, so let's give a couple of corrections here that he sent in. How about Chad Gable's match against Baron Corbin last week is his first win, tag or single, since November 21 of 2022 when he beat Matt Riddle on Raw. Mm. That was a losing streak of 25 matches in a row. See, Kurt Hawkins, including the Royal Rumble and tag matches, before that, he lost 12 in a row, singles tag team, and six-man matches in 22. He's 4 and 46 in 2023. He's 1 and 12. Matches include everything, a triple threat, rumble, any kinds of matches. Company uh, guy. He's a company guy. Victor also wants to add, we we're talking about Falls Count Anywhere matches, I think, with Wardlow and Powerhouse, where a Falls Count Anywhere match means just that a street fight can still be required to have the pinfall in the ring uh you know they've done that in the past so there you okay. go uh he did tell us mjf is indeed 27 years old this week we were wondering is he is 26 a rebar mitzvah like double 13 right, no right, he was right. 27 this week uh he's given a correction to me here nxt is filmed at the performance centers as not the capital one center what the hell no what you're right about that what i'm now i definitely got the name wrong it's not called capital one center but when they film NXT, it is called like the Capital Wrestling Center. There is a name. Yeah, they call it something. They name yeah, it. I yeah, I think it might be the Capital Wrestling Center. So I, I, I think I am. You got Victor. You looked that up. I am right about that. Yes, I know it's the Performance Center, but right. it has a name. I think it's called Capital Wrestling Center. And finally, here, uh, last Gable Stevenson appearance at WrestleMania 38 Night Two when he confronted Chad Gable and then he suplexes him. That's it. Uh, won the gold medal in the 20 Summer Olympic Games in Tokyo. So the only in-ring interaction he's ever had was that right there with Chad right. Gable. Uh, Gable Stevenson, he thinks. So anyway, that right there is – those he, are some corrections from my guy, he, Victor. He missed one correction because I listened back to the show last week, and I called the Judgment Day the bloodline again. I can't stop doing it. Yeah, I did he, it again. Well, I, I didn't think he wanted to correct you again because he's mad at you about that. Yeah, yet. I mean, I can't, I can't, for some reason, I can't stop calling the Judgment Day the bloodline. I don't know. All right, let's do some big dirt, not big dirt here. We got a few more minutes. Let's go. All right, um, first one. So the old, Jade Cargill is not the only one in AEW with a big winning streak right now, and we love House of Black, right? Apparently, Julia Hart of <laughs> House of Black, who I, we didn't even know wrestles, has a 19 fight win streak right now. She's won 19 in a row. I watched her match this week on Dark. She's pretty damn good. Big Dirt, not Big Dirt. I'm Julia go, Hart, 19 I'm gonna in go a row. Big Dirt. I I would like to see Julia Hart in the ring. I I have not watched that. I haven't seen any of her matches on Dark. I'm I'm interested in what that looks like. Let's go Big Dirt. 
By the way, shout out to this tag team on AEW Dark called the Outrunners, Truth Magnum and Turbo Floyd. Okay, <laughs> they are the Speedboat Dreamboats, is what one of them called them. They're like this '80s wrestling tag team. Truth Magnum and Turbo Floyd, check them out. They're unreal. They're eight, they're all. Elite. Uh, there are rumors that LA Knight could get that. You know how now Stone Cold's really there's like the Stone Cold moment, like right. it comes out and. He interacts with somebody. Rumors are that LA Knight could get the Stone Cold moment at Mania. Big Dirt, not Big Dirt, LA Knight. That's Big Dirt. I'm going Big Dirt. Yeah, anything that LA Knight's involved with, I'm in on, obviously. And if Stone Cold can be involved in any capacity. I don't need to see him wrestle again. Like, I feel like we got it last year, and it was was as good as I hoped it would be. Probably better. So I don't need to see it again. But I, I do want Stone Cold moments, so I'll go Big Dirt. All right. Soraya we just talked briefly about apparently was real life fine for her promo for saying twat in her promo and apparently for also which we've talked about her whole gimmick is flicking people off apparently part of the fine was for flicking people off without telling the booking agent that she was gonna flick people off big dirt not big dirt i'm going not big dirt um you know i obviously like that kind of stuff it gets her good kind of heat with the crowd but I guess we're not going to see it very much anymore. So I, I, I'll go not make And then lastly, we talked about this at the beginning. Batista will not be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Right. Because the likely reason being given is that he is filming the sequel to the movie My Spy, which I definitely know is a movie, um, in South Africa. Big Dirt, not Big Dirt. Batista I'll go not, not Big in because Dirt. He's, because of My Spy. I'm going to go not Big Dirt. I mean, he, he could literally go into the Hall of Fame any year it's whenever he's got the time that's when they're gonna do it i don't think he's someone who's gonna i don't think we're gonna talk about him in 20 years like we do demolition where's batista how is he not in the hall of fame so i'm going not big dirt there you go man hey everyone make sure you vote go to my twitter at zaslow show we're gonna post the second round matchup starting tomorrow you're gonna be able to vote for the next few days make sure you like you rate you comment you do all that good stuff However, you're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0. Of course, we are a Blue Wire podcast. It's still real to me. Joey, tell your fans we'll talk to them next week. We'll see you next week. Go vote, go vote, go vote. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week on another edition of It's Still Real to Me. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>